Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Welcome to the Rudy Deep Podcast. Allie and I are here today and just excited to begin the new year. It's it's a crazy, Allie. Uh, time flies and here we sit at the beginning of January and it's just kind of hard to believe that we're already in 2023. 2022. 2022. Yes, yeah, See, exactly. I skipped the whole year. <laughs> I cannot lose another year of my life there, Reba. No, but no. And I think it's exciting because we talked, I, we've talked last week about maybe setting some goals and how, and you gave us some great, uh, great tips on the threes of the threes and the threes as far as, you know, just um, instead of thinking of re- resolutions, did I do it? Did I not do it? Of just, of just making some changes and any big changes that you want to make. And I think a lot of people think at the beginning of this year, they look at what they, they look at what they want to accomplish. And something big that comes up is something that I don't actually like to talk about all that much, but it's finances. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. I do know that that's not your favorite subject. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's true that what do they say? Money makes the world go around, but we, we don't like necessarily to have to deal with money right. issues or talk about money mm-hmm. uh, or the lack thereof sometimes. Right. Yeah. Sure. And I, yeah. And uh, you know, the, if the love of money is the root of all evil, I think I'm just absolutely angelic because I literally, right. <laughs> I go the opposite direction. I know. I, I know. Well, you know, I think that a lot of times people do set goals. In fact, I know I do. Mm, yeah. Part of my goal setting is, is my budget, you know, and, um, you know, looking through my finances and thinking about, okay, how can I manage what God has given me? And I really think, you know, when you think about, we use this word stewardship when we talk about finances a lot. Although I think the concept of stewardship goes beyond just our financial, you know, budget. It goes into so many other areas of our life. But when we think about stewardship, you know, we do get this principle that God has given to us or blessed us with this, the ability to work. Mm-hmm. And because he's given us the strength to work and the mind to work and the ability to work, and he's provided us a job to work, then, you know, the Bible says, go to your, go to the aunt, thy sluggard, consider her ways right. and be wise, you know, uh, so the Bible says a man shouldn't, if he's not going to work, he shouldn't eat. So, yeah. wow. I mean, so these are pretty strong statements in scripture uh, for us to, hey, go work. And then as a result of working, you know, we, we get paid. And what do we do with that money that we get? Um, you know, and I think in our culture today, at least, we live in a world where debt is just uh, is a common thing. Yeah. Everybody is in debt. And credit cards, especially this may just be really too close to the soul coming right off of Christmas and spending for some people, but credit cards are maxed out, right? And, And we live in this situation where everything, every penny is spent before it's received. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think that that's the, that's the case when we, when we look at, when we look at how we view finances, I think mm-hmm. sometimes we think, oh, if we just had this, we just had this, this would be, you know, my, my, I wouldn't have this problem or I wouldn't, this, my problems would be solved. And we've seen that over and over. And I have, I've actually fallen into that trap before because I, I do love shopping. I hate money, but I love shopping. So I don't think right. those two really, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to balance that out, right. but it's, it's one of those things where you do, you plan on, oh, I'm going to ha- I'm going to get this so I can go ahead and have. And so you're thinking, like you said, of what you have 
what's not even coming to your pocket or your purse yet and you've already got you've already got it earmarked for you know for something and that's that's an uncomfortable place to be you know it is because i can remember um young in my younger life uh kind of living paycheck to paycheck mm. and kind of not that i was you know crazy spending but just the fact that you know you just if you if you needed a quote a needed can i put that in air quotes right now if i needed something um you know the sacrifice wasn't necessarily there oh let's discipline myself let's save for it and i'll buy it when i have it it's okay i'll just go get it it. uh because you know when you're in your 20s you get 45 credit card applications a week you know hey get this card and so you know all of a sudden it's easy if you're not careful it's easy to rack up a thousand here three thousand here four thousand here and all of a sudden you're ten thousand dollars or more in debt and you're going, oh my goodness. So it's just, now it's just a matter of paying interest and writing the minimum amount possible so that I can float that through. And so, you know, over the next couple of weeks, we, we thought it would be a great time to talk a little bit about finances. Great time of year to talk about it. It was either that or exercise. So we chose finances. (laughs) Right. Right. It was so much easier. It's so much, yeah. It's it's the beginning of the year topics to talk about. But yeah, talk a little bit about finances. And as we start this year, um, maybe just ask ourselves some really tough questions that maybe yeah. we haven't thought about in a while, that maybe we've gotten to traps where we're just we're just throwing that credit card out. And right. we, you know, and so all of a sudden stewardship, this idea of stewardship goes out the window because really we have nothing to steward. We've spent it all. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think one of the things that as Christians, we focus so much on our, the spiritual disciplines, and we've talked about the spiritual disciplines Mm -hmm. here on this podcast in the past. And I think one of the spiritual, one of the disciplines that people don't always consider as being a spiritual or a biblical discipline is finances. And you, you had, you had read some interesting stats about that. And I, I was, I was shocked by some of these stats because I know it's stewardship is a discipline, but at the same time, I always like to focus on, Oh, am I praying enough? Am I reading my Bible enough? Am I, you know, am I evangelizing? Am I sharing about, and those are all just pillars, but yes. there's one more that I, you know, that we, we really don't like to talk about very much. And what does the Bible say about that? Yeah, and this is what's incredible is I was doing a little bit of study on, you know, uh, as, a, as a whole, what does the Bible talk about as far as money and stewardship and the handling of our money and the, our handling of our possessions? When we think about that, this is really mind boggling, Allie, when you think about it. Jesus had 38 parables that he taught throughout the scripture. Mm-hmm. 16 of them deal with stewardship and the handling of our money and our possessions. Yeah. Um, When you look at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, one out of every 10 verses, that's 288 verses focused directly on money. Wow. Okay. And and then when you look at these big topics like prayer and faith, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, the script, you know, you when you do the add up and the math of these things, you know, 500 verses on prayer, Mm -hmm. less than 500 verses on faith. But are you ready for this? Two thousand verses on money and possession yeah two thousand and so i think that god knows (laughs) that that his people are going to need a lot of guidance and Mm -hmm. a lot of direction and a lot of wisdom 
when it comes to how to handle the money that we're given and the possessions that we have and how to take not only our our you know our finances but also as we look at a whole of our time and our talent and our treasure uh looking at that whole concept we often put together and just say all right am i being a good steward of what god's given me yeah am i being a good steward of what god's given me or am i looking at what i do what i have as and the ownership of it am i looking at it as a as a different perspective um because sometimes i think you know we think in terms of mine 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 ours mm-hmm. ours ours absolutely and and instead of thinking it's his entrusted to us to administer and then and, and if we change maybe that perspective a little bit then we would say okay this is actually not mine what's in my wallet what's in my possession is not mine he has entrusted me with it and now how am I, how am I handling it? And, and maybe take stock a little bit that way, change the perspective a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause you know, one of those parables talks about um, the idea that the master leaves his, uh, his head employee there in charge of mm. uh, his, you know, finances and he goes away and he comes back. And, you know, I think there's this, as Jesus is teaching us, look, I'm leaving you with all kinds of opportunities. Uh, I've gifted you with talents and I've, I've given you time um, and I've given you money. And, and I want you to use what I've given you in relationship to me. And I think this is maybe what you exactly what you said, Allie. I think we look at this sometimes outside of relationship mm. as if it's not a part of our discipline to the Lord. It's not a part of our service to the Lord. It's not a part of our uh, faithfulness to the Lord, whatever words you want to stick in there. I think we set it outside of relationship and it's like, oh, well, this is my money. I can do what I want to with it. Um, You know, thanks God for my money. Now I'm going to go and spend it the way I want to. And putting little thought or concern to, am I taking the monies God has blessed me with and am Mm -hmm. I using it in a way that would honor him and yeah. in a way that he's called me to. Right. Um, and, you know, I think all of us, even in the parable of the talents, some were given, you know, one and five and mm-hmm. 10. I, I, all of us are given different amounts of responsibility Yeah. when it comes to that, but we all have a responsibility. Right. None of us are exempt from that responsibility. And I think one of the things culturally down here that we've seen is the way the way people view money um, and the way families interact. And you, because you said it was so relational, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had, you know, I was discipling early and early in our ministry down here. I was discipling a woman and she was praying and praying for her children to come to know the Lord. And, um, and we're, for a couple of them, we're still praying that, um, but she, she said, you know, my, my children are mad at me. They don't want to go to church now because of this, what happened? I said, what happened? And she said, well, there was somebody that needed money and I gave them money. And then I didn't have any money left over to give my children for their snacks for school. And I, and so I had to talk to her about, you know, about priorities and no, it's not bad that you gave money to this needy person, but your first responsibility is this family that God has entrusted you with. And, and, and so she was struggling with that because she just thought, okay, 
yeah, this is, and, and I, you know, and I'm so, I didn't make her feel bad for her heart, but I did also say, yeah. you know, you have to take care of your, the family in your household and, and even understanding how, you know, the family that God has entrusted us to and how we're supposed to care for our children and our, and our, and not, you know, they, all of these other things and, yeah. and, and understanding not just money, but money when it, when it, is connected and it's always connected with relationships. You know, my, my, my husband and wife joint accounts, children first priority and those, those things and going out from there. Oh no, absolutely. Because obviously, and I think this is where we segue into debt. And a lot of times we have a, a wrong perspective on debt. And it's because as I take care of the things God has given me to take care of, if he's blessed you with a house where you have an obligation to pay your house payment, you know, um, electric bill, so forth and so on. Those are priorities that God has given you. If you have those, whether you pay rent or whatever it is you do, you, you have an obligation to pay your debtors. Yeah. And the Bible is clear on that. If yeah. you owe money, you have an obligation to pay the people that you owe money to. Okay. So in that case, then if every dime I received is owed to someone, mm-hmm. then my principle of debt is so far off. Yeah. Um, because, you know, and a lot of times we feel like, you know, uh, we've got to have the big latest, the biggest and the best. Right. Uh, and it shows us really how our view of money and our view of debt is connected mm-hmm. to our view of things and possessions yeah. and how all of that is tied to our heart. Right. And, and all of it, you know, and so, I mean, you start tracing these little roots back as we often do on this program, yeah. uh, you know, as we think about being rooted deep mm-hmm. and as we trace the roots back where a lot of times we find our roots deep into the concept of I've got to have the best. I've got to have the biggest. I, I have a status to keep up with. I have a sometimes, you know, we laugh, but I do think there are people who literally are just. It, it's shopping therapy. It, 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 there's mm-hmm. something about it that they just, they feel bad. They just go buy five things and somehow that's right. going to make them temporarily feel good. Yeah. Um, and so therefore, you know, the average American is over their ears in debt. And every piece of money, every dime they receive mm-hmm. is owed to right. someone. And I think that therefore, there's no margin to give. Right. There's no margin to bless. There's no margin because I have strapped myself out in poor stewardship and poor Mm -hmm. management of what God's given me. So I think the first thing we really have to do in the practical is I think we have to take an honest look at what we possess Mm -hmm. versus what we need. Yes. Yes. Right. And really redefining. Maybe maybe some of us need to redefine that the word need for us, you know, because I'm like, I need a new pair of shoes. Gary does says you don't need a new pair of shoes, but I say, but yes, I do because your dog ate my pair of shoes. And so I know that's what, you know, and, and so the other day we did, and I don't know if people, the people might've done this last year at the beginning or, or the year before at the beginning of the year, everybody was watching that, um, tidying up by Marie Kondo, that TV show where she says, you know, just pull everything. and, And it's true. And I've done it. And you actually, for a moment, you do feel a little bit embarrassed that I have this much stuff, yeah. you know, because she tells you, pull it all up and put it in a pile. 
And then, you know, and then when you see it, then you just freak out because you're like, why, you know, and I just did this the other day, but understanding what our needs truly are, you know, and, and, and getting, maybe that needs to be the first thing is just saying, okay, what are, are my true, true needs? And is this a need or is this a want, you know, and, and, and doing awesome. this prayerfully as well. Yeah. And, you know, even in the needs category, like, okay, let's take your dog chewed up your shoes excuse yeah. that you just used. Um, yeah. It's not an excuse, so, it's a fact. Okay, this is this factual <laughs> thing here, right? Okay, um, so yeah, you need a pair of shoes. Um, but obviously, when you go buy a pair of that yeah. shoe that you need, you're, you ought to have some sort of guiding budget to guide yes. the shoe selection that you pick. Yes. Now, yes. I have been shopping with you, and so this is, I... I I mean, you are the one of the best I've ever seen at being able to walk into Goodwill and or one of these little off the wall uh, uh, hodgepodge of stuff. Right, bargain it's, basement. It's babe, yeah. Bargain basement stuff. Allie can walk in there and walk straight up and find this beautiful thing for 50 cents. Yes. And I am like, what in the world? I can spend four hours in that same place <laughs> and not find a thing. Right. Uh, but you have the ability, you do have the ability to do that. But I just think, you know, if we do need a new car, mm-hmm. you know, do can we buy a used car, you know, mm-hmm. and save thousands of dollars mm-hmm. rather than a brand new car? Or, you know, do we need the $100 thing? Could we get a $50 thing that would mm-hmm. be just as workable so mm-hmm. you know i think and weighing we- those options too because it's like sometimes it you need to spend a teeny yep. bit more because it's going to last longer and That's so right. it's I, I think in these th- situations when we talk about stewardship it's really talking about instead of this impulse the yes. impulsive out of control it's like okay we need to take our time we need to make a, you know, we need to make and yes. make, and then we have, and being more and like slowing down. And I think that's where a lot of us have gotten into trouble because we just go out and, and make a snap decision without considering number one, whose it truly is, which is yeah. God's. And number yeah. two, what, how does he best want me to, to move forward in this, you know? In this no, simple. I think there's so much wisdom in that alley, because I do think a lot of it is impulse and, it, and, and our whole marketing industry is geared to help that impulse you know right. uh that's why you see all those little things around you at the checkout you know line yes they're hoping you're going to pick up a pack of gum and candy bar just that la- that impulse last minute throw it on the the thing and move forward yeah. um and so i really do think that you're right as we start to evaluate mm-hmm. um you know i remember when i was trying to get debt free um you know having policies in place like if it was over you know, if it was an expenditure that went over a certain amount, I couldn't make it in the moment. Right. I had to give it 24 hours, mm. you know, and it's just, um, you know, it is true that a lot of times that, that impulsive decision it, the next day, you're like, I don't want that. I, yeah. I don't really need that, yeah. you know? Um, so I, you know, I just, as an overall principle, as we talk about uh, finances and this principle of stewardship, I really think we have to understand that we are accountable to God. Yes. Go, you know, as we go back to that parable, the, the master returned mm-hmm. and there was a day of reckoning. And I know for us, as we see the Bible teaches this, there is a time when we stand before the Lord as believers, not to give an account of our sin. Thankfully, that was taken care of at the cross, but to take 
but to give an account for how we used what God gave us. And the Bible uses this illustration of it going through the fire and things coming out on gold, silver, precious stones. They make it makes it through the fire and it comes out refined and wood, hay, stubble just blows up in the fire and comes out as dust and nothing on the other end. Mm -hmm. And that's the illustration the Bible gives us for this accountability that we have at the end of our lives as we stand before the Lord. So all of us are going to stand before the Lord. And, and in fact, Corinthians says that God will bring into light what was in darkness. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he exposes the motives of our hearts. And so I think there's that reckoning day when I, what in this area of my life, how am I going to hold up in accountability to God? Right. You no, know, exactly. we'll, will will what i invested in count for eternity yes and i think that's so important to think about and you don't want to think about honestly you don't want to think about that every time you go to you know the grocery store no but at the same time if you create habits um and if you create habits for the way you view money and if you create habits for the way you view possessions and needs versus wants, then when you do go, you know, when you do go um, on shopping or when you do realize you need to go, you know, buy a new car or, or whatever, it's, it is, it's one of those guiding principles. And we have guiding principles for other parts of our lives. I think that sometimes with, you know, in, with Christians, we don't like to think of, of finances as a spiritual discipline. We don't like to think of that because we, again, we like to think of it as ours. God, you have my time, you have my, you know, you have my talents. I go to church every day, you know, every yeah. week, but, but the finances is kind of mine. And then I'll tip you at the end of the week and give you, you know, kind right. of that 10, that 10%, that 10%, <laughs> 10 tip that, uh, you know, yeah. And we've, we've met our checkbox. Right, exactly. And we've, you know, and we've just come through yet. Yeah, we're, we're, we've just come through and we're coming through hopefully um, the, the pandemic and giving in a lot of churches is down. Because people are like, wait, I don't know if I'm going to have a job or I don't know how my job's going to be um, affected by, or I've had to invest more into our business because of these COVID restrictions and everything. And, you know, and finances is one of those things that as, as a church, and then in our church here in the Dominican, we haven't been allowed to actually pass the plate because that spreads germs. And so we had a little box in the back and it was a tiny little box um, with a little slot and people could put it in. And, you know, it was painted black and it was all pretty, you know, on a table at the back and it's empty, completely empty. And, you know, the, the deacon yeah. would take it away, you know, and, and, and it would be gone. And so finally, I think the finance committee um, went and book up, bought bright blue paint and painted that box. And they're like, you cannot miss it. It needs to be out the door. Uh, but there it's, it's one of those things that we're, we're trying to come out of even this kind of tightening, you know, when it comes to, because I think giving to the church was the first thing that that dropped for a lot of churches the giving just tanked oh, and ministries yeah. like ours of course as well but yeah no yeah. absolutely i think that giving is the first thing to go yeah when you're when things are tight or yeah. when things are when you've made choices that have put yeah. yourself up against the wall right and and people don't have margin to give and and obviously there's so many verses in scripture that talk about giving um some of my favorite are in the book of Acts as that mm. the early church is getting started. And, you know, and I think it's Acts 11. The Bible says that each of one of the disciples gave according to his ability yeah. to help provide for the needs of 
of their of the other brothers and sisters that were obviously living in this very difficult time of persecution and were having to flee their homes and and so forth. And I love that according to his ability, yeah. because, you know, all of us don't have the same ability to give. We don't have the same capacity to give as someone else. And I think that that's okay. Some, you know, God gives us different, different margins of ability to give. I think he, he understands who uh, can handle what, uh, or who needs what at a time. So we trust him with that, but we're all, we're, all asked to be a cheerful giver. We're all yes. asked to uh, to give. Um, even so many places. In fact, you know, there's there's so many principles of be content mm-hmm. with what you have, right. and then find margin to give out of sacri- out of sacrifice. So you right. see both principles in scripture. Mm-hmm. You see the give out of what you've been given to give, you know, it, yeah. with your capacity to give, mm-hmm. give. And then you also see another thing over here that says give sacrificially, right? Yeah. And right. so I think there's times in my own life, if I'm going to, you know, I give from according to my ability. Yeah. And that usually for me is annually. I try mm-hmm. to say, okay, what is my ability to give this yeah. year? What does that look like in my budget? This is what mm-hmm. I believe I have the ability to give. And then there's always that prayer that challenges me as I'm looking at my budget for the year. And that that prayer is, Lord, where do you want me to sacrifice? Yeah. Where do you want me to step up into faith? You know, and you know, Ephesians says, be imitators of Christ. Um, you know, and what does he say? That, that just as Jesus gave himself up for us, mm-hmm. we, and made that sacrifice for us, we also give ourselves up and sacrifice. So I think sacrifice is clear, uh, even in our giving. So there's Mm -hmm. these two guiding principles. What is my ability to give? And what does God sometimes ask for me to sacrificially Stretch a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of my favorite parables is the the rich man and all his barns, and he's going to keep building more barns. And that phrase at the the end of that, of that, um, of that parable, because Jesus, at the beginning of the parable, he's actually trying to, really not try to get into a fight between these two brothers whose inheritance they've come to him for, right. you know, Hey, who, who, who really is, gets the inheritance. And, and, and he's like, well, let me just tell you something about what you're arguing about. I'm not even going to bother with who's, who's is what yeah, I'm going to, you know, we're going to go a little bit deeper and think about, you know, what your thoughts are on possessions. And, and he says at the end, because, because God is like, you fool, this isn't even yours. You're talking about your, you're going to eat, drink, and be merry. You're going to build more barns. You're going to fill it and fill it and fill it. And then at the end of the day, whose is it going to be? And then he said, this is what happens to people who are not, and that phrase, rich unto God. And, and I, we, I loved that because it was just, and, you know, I it was one of my favorite um, sermons that my husband preaches. Actually, he preaches it really well because, you know, we've, we've gone through debt and we've, 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 um, and he's very good with, uh, you know, with finances. And at the beginning of our of our marriage, it's one of those things that was like we both see money very differently. And right. um, and he and I, this is what as as we were first getting married, and I'm like, I hate money. And he kept saying, money is a tool. That's all it is. It's a tool in your hands. Money is a tool. Are you going to use it wisely? Or are you going to throw it away? Or, you know. And so I was like, yeah. okay enough with your tips for living, but, um, it's something that we've lived through and lived by, you know, for the past 21 years. And, um, but this particular sermon, you know, and this particular parable where Christ is talking to the 
Spocky, the people saying, it's not yours and it doesn't matter in the end anyway. Um, and so if you're rich unto God, you will learn giving. You will understand that what is in your barn, you give according to what's in your barn. And then sometimes in faith, like you said, sacrificially, I, you know, this is what God's telling me to do. I don't know why. That's what rich unto God is instead of being rich unto yourself. And, um, and he's not saying you don't be rich. He's just saying, change your mindset about whose it is that you've, you've been given. So, you know, that absolutely. So I think the challenge for all of us, as we look forward into 2022, is that, you know, we, we take a hard look at our possessions and the Mm -hmm. things that we have and, and realize that, boy, you know, this is a year to maybe set my budget, not for bigger and better. Uh, but maybe this, this is a year to say, okay, Lord, you've blessed us. And so how can we, how can we invest in eternity? How can we, where do you want us to give? Where do you want us to, to be a blessing? Where do you want us to, uh, pour in uh, either sacrificially or out of our, out of our ability? And I think a lot of times as we create budgets, we don't think about giving. We think about getting. Yeah. We're, you know, how can we pay for that thing that we want or that thing that we want or that thing that we want? And, you know, I don't necessarily think it's a sin to say, hey, our family wants to go to vacation or we need a new this or that and let's budget Mm -hmm. for that. But, but absolutely, if you look at your finances and you say, Reba, I have absolutely no margin in my finances for giving. Mm. then I think it's important to say, is that because I have been a poor steward? Yeah. Or, you know, or is that because of circumstances and the situation that I'm in right now? And that may not mean poor stewardship at all for you. It just may mean this is a season that you're in right now. But um, I think there is uh, a passage of scripture that sits, that we use at Allie. This is probably one of the most well-quoted verses in all of scripture. And it's, I will never leave thee and I will never yeah. forsake thee. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And, but do you know that particular part of that verse? That is the part B of a verse. Mm-hmm. It's the back half of a verse. The first half of the verse, I think is important for us yeah. to connect to this verse because I rarely hear it set in its context. But here's the context of Hebrews 13, 5. Keep your lives free from the love of money Mm. and be content with what you have. Because God has said, I will never leave you Mm -hmm. and I will never forsake you. Yeah. Now, in that context, God is like, look, you have me. And I have promised to be a good father. I've promised to supply your needs. Mm -hmm. I've promised to to be there for you. And I'm not going to leave you and I'm not going to forsake you. So you can count on me. So therefore, because of that, keep your lives free from the love of money. Don't be grasping for the next status segment on your, you know, uh, whether it be a car or a house or this or that. Be content. Yeah, what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, when you look at that verse like that, uh, all of a sudden it changes the meaning of the verse, I think, for a lot of us. And we realize, yeah. oh my goodness, I never realized that verse is bigger than it's I will never leave than- you and never forsake you. Yeah. Right. And again, being that, that word contentment and being content in his mm. presence as what with what he's given us and what he's entrusted to us. I think that's um that's that's so important to get back to the heart issue. Um, you said it at the beginning of the podcast. It's so relational. It starts with our relationship with God, and then we move out to what do we need to take care of our immediately our immediate family, 
you know, and then how can we help others or how can we, you know, and is this, are we in relation to, to how we want to be viewed in society? Are we just buying this because we want it, we want to look, you know, and the social media aspect of it, you know, and we could go on and on for, about that. But at the beginning of the thing, you have to look at our relationship with God, contentment in him. He won't leave us. He's there with us. He's, we, you know, has not forsaken us and that it kind of moves on from there and we can kind of put it back into perspective. Yeah. So, you know, so as we kind of close out the podcast today, mm-hmm. um, and, and we're going to be talking about these principles over the next couple of weeks, but maybe this week is a great week for you just to walk into that closet, walk through your house with different eyes. Yeah. And maybe, you know, sometimes it's just good really to thank God for the great blessings yes. that we yes. do have. Mm. And, and that helps us turn a heart of gra- of greed into a heart of gratitude right. where we're like, you know what, Lord, you've blessed us with so much and, uh, we may not have everything we want, but boy, um, you know, you've given us so much and right. be, be thankful for what he's given. Take a walk of gratitude through your house and mm. through the things that God has blessed you with this week. And then maybe as you take that walk, also ask the Holy spirit to show you areas of your life and finances where you are not being a good steward and where you are not even considered stewardship. Yeah. And, and if you've dug your hole deep (laughs) and you really have, um, you know, we're gonna, we're coming, uh, to how to get yourself out of that hole there's a podcast we've got coming up where we're going to talk a little bit about ways Allie and I both used um, to dig ourselves out of debt, to be able to live as much as possible a debt-free life so that we could uh, do ministry better and more effectively, but also so that we had the freedom to be able to give. And um, so that's coming, but boy, you can, you don't have to wait on that podcast. You can actually just begin to ask the Lord to teach you uh, and maybe you want to do a study on money. Uh, there's 2000 verses on, yeah. on, on, uh, Start with the Bible. On, on money and possessions. So I, I would encourage you just to look it up and uh, go online and look it up and begin to just walk through some of these verses, uh, on finances and on money and ask the Lord, ask yourself, where, how am I doing? How would I grade myself in this area yeah. and where you see yourself failing? Let's get it right before the Lord. You know, right. it is. You know, we don't like, we don't want to think about it as a sin, but it is. It is. And so maybe there's time for confession this week. There's time for repentance this week. And there's time for, all right, Lord, what does it look like for me to get going in the direction that would honor you and glorify you so that I can honor you in my finances? So, uh, uh, so wow, you know, a great thing to take uh, stock of as we begin our beginning of our year. And uh, so, so hopefully that's a great challenge for you as you start off. I know I was reminded today, even talking through the podcast, okay, I'm in my mind right now. I'm like, okay, what areas do I need to check on uh, for myself? So uh, Allie, anything else you want to last minute words of wisdom here before we close out today? No, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head right at the end, you know, with the gratitude. And I think if, you know, with looking at things in new eyes and thanking him first and then putting everything in perspective. And so I'm looking forward to the next few weeks. Absolutely. Well, listen, get ready deep this week in your finances. All right. Uh, and, and your motives behind why you spend what you spend. And we will uh, join you next time on the podcast. Uh, thanks for being a part of Rooted Deep Podcast. We hope to see you again next week. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. 
To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.